Anyone who has ever experienced a mental health challenge knows all too well just how dark and how lonely a journey that can be. But you know, just like any journey, the road can get you to a better place. And yes, along the way, inevitably, you will hit the occasional bump in the road. Hi, I'm John Milkey, the Milkman, and welcome to Bumps in the Road, a podcast I'm doing from inside a 28-foot RV that was gifted to me by my social media followers and my radio audience each of whom believed in this project from day one. So, I'm traveling to community events and live and location broadcasts across Canada, and soon, the USA. So keep listening for details on where we're headed next. And if we're coming your way, I'd love to invite you into the BTRV for mental health so we can hear about your journey and how you're still going strong, even after hitting a few of those bumps in the road. So come on in. Let's have a conversation. I want to welcome to the BTRV for Mental Health, Anne. And I just met Anne moments ago. We are at the Epic Ride for Mental Health. This is my first time here, and this is not your first time, is it? Or It is my first time. Okay, cool. Yes, last year I couldn't make it, but this year I made it a priority to attend and ride this ride to, all together. So yes. the Epic Ride for Mental Health is, uh, it started at the Royal Ottawa Hospital. They're yes. a big part of this, Stinson yes. Fuels and a whole lot of other sponsors. Yes. Uh, were, were you on a bike today? Yes, I was. Of course. There's about a hundred motorcycles in this it's thing. It's crazy. Love it. Love, 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 love it. So how long have you been riding bikes? Uh, since I was about two years old, um, my dad um, always told me, you know, if you can't join them, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. Sure. So he, I had that little 50cc and off I went and just, you know, he made me the tomboy oh, I am today. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's great. Yes. Now, do you have kids yourself? I do. I have a son. He's 30 years old. Does he ride? He does not ride. He doesn't like it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too bad. But I'm the coolest mom, right? Sure. Right? Like every kid would just like, mom, look at you. My mom but rides a motorcycle. Yeah. What does your mom do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. So we invite people to have conversations in the BTRV for mental health. And, um, you know, these conversations, I know somebody hears them and they just, they pick up on something they haven't heard before. So thank you for stepping up. And, and you walked over to me and you said, I remember you from the radio. Yes. I feel comfortable having a conversation with that you. That voice. So, <laughs> oh, thank you for wanting to do this. And um, so, so I guess the, the most natural place to begin is what was your mental health diagnosis or what is your mental health diagnosis? Um, nine years ago, um, my husband passed, and um, I had major issues, a lot of issues. I'm and so sorry I, about that, I was, by the way. Thank you. And I was hospitalized um, in a hospital in Ottawa. And, uh, of course, losing a spouse, it, it's very difficult. But they, they thought there was something else because it was over-exaggerated or whatever you want to okay. call it. And um, anyways, they finally uh, diagnosed me with uh, bipolar. Um, it, it's hard at first to, to take this in because you're like, what? All these years, right? Like, so for those who don't necessarily know what bipolar is or haven't experienced it, quickly, what what is the behavior characteristics of that? What what does it make you do? How does it make you... Um, it, you can be in a, in a manic um, way and where everything has to be now quick and you, you can't control yourself and doing things and saying things and you're just going on and things need to get done all the time right okay. and then you get a, a real low and that low can bring you to do things that are exceptionally um, 
sad, really, and your thoughts are are completely um, upside down, and you're just uh, emotionally drained. You're physically drained, spiritually sure. drained, um, even physiologically drained, and um, all your your world seems. There's nothing you can do whatsoever. So you, there's ups and downs. It's a roller coaster ride. So would we refer to these as episodes? Yes. Like is it like almost a manic episode? Yes. How yes. how quickly do you go from like that 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 unbelievable frenetic uh, and uh, to the yes the dark quiet <laughs> yes um these um for for me I cannot speak for everyone right but for me it's a lot um, triggers. Triggers will oh. will a song, uh, something I see, um, as, as as it's weird as it sounds. I'll be walking in the, on the Byward Market. Love that place, mm-hmm. right? It's my mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. escape. And um, if I see a couple holding hands, this can bring me absolutely down. Or I get it. Absolutely. Well, look at them. You know, so I really have to. Oh, so you don't you don't necessarily always look at that, and it's never necessarily a neg or not always necessarily a negative thing. It could be a. Sometimes it brings you joy. That's right. That's the bipolar then. Yes. Okay. It fluctuates, right? right. And uh, sometimes I'll go for for weeks where, hey, my life is okay. I'm managing, and other times it's, oh my god! Like uh, right now, I. this is one thing with me. I, I, I go look to, to the future too too quickly, right? My husband passed in the fall in October, and I see it coming. So my, my brain says, "Okay, prepare yourself. This isn't going to be good." And you're just in that state of, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Right? Uncertainty and, and panic. And a lot, yes. Yeah. And so, this I have to control it, right? Uh, it's it, it's really. Um, it gets hard to control inside sure. your, your thoughts and sure. everything else, right? But this being said, um, uh, as I see it coming now, right? It's right around the bend in less than a month, and um, I'm preparing myself. What's what's coming? Oh, the, my, the passing the of anniversary. my husband. Yes, right. it'll be nine years, um, October 14th. Right. Okay. And this is, but this is a process, right, John? I started with what the hell's happening to me to now I can control this. I got this, but there's a process to it. I've been in therapy. I doctors, everyone behind me to try and cope with all this. You know what I love that you just said? And, and I hope, I hope people really cling on to that is it's the process. It's the work. I think a lot of people, are under this idea that you go to a therapy session oh. or two and, and your world is all okay. There's a solution. Yes, but it's no. not. It's nine. No. I, I'm I'm about well, I'm gosh, 10 years, 12 years in, in into trying to sort my depression and my mm-hmm. anxiety out. So, yeah, thank you for saying that because it re- you have to stick with it. You have to. If you give up, you'll never go anywhere. Right, and also I have to think about. I have a son. Sure. Um, I want to show him that mom's got this. I can do this. Right. Uh, even though it's difficult, he sees me. He knows how difficult it is, but yet he's still there. And I want to show him. Hey, look at me. So right? is he a good support system for you? He is. That's great. Yes, he's very a good support, and um, he uh, 
he takes care of me, right? Since he lost his dad too. I have sure. to put that in perspective as well. Sure. He's living his own uh, mental issues, you know. So I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but I let I let him do his thing, and he's always around. Even at 30 years old, he always around. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. He he's got to, a he's got a cool mama rides a motorcycle. Why wouldn't he want to be around? <laughs> right, eh? right. But uh, so I want to hang around. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a lift if you want. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm ready. For I that. promise I won't pop a wheelie. <laughs> but uh, but um, you know, um, so my son is my prairie primary rock. He really is. He's that big boulder that keeps it all together for me, right? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, it is. Despite him, you said, dealing with his own. His own situation, right? I mean, he aren't has, we all kind of in some way, shape, I, or form? I think so. Right? I really do think so. And I, nine years ago, this might sound bizarre to people, but um, you know how we live each day. Oh, okay, I'm doing this, doing that. Don't care about anybody. Do your thing. Oh, look at him. Look at her. Ma, what's wrong with her? What's wrong? I've learned nine years ago. Be kind. Just be kind to people because everybody's living a battle. Yeah. And we're all fighting like crazy out there, right? And isn't it amazing that it took <clears throat> that yes. mental health crisis in your life mm-hmm. for you to be able to just sort of stand back and go, gosh, you know, maybe that person's having a bad day because, you know, you don't know what you don't know exactly. about somebody. That's right. And... I found that too when I started down my journey of trying to sort out again my depression my anxiety is I look at people very differently now I react to people very differently now it's very easy just to get angry oh how easy is you know? that right but, but you got to understand that this is coming from somewhere with them you don't know what you don't know that's right so yeah be kind I love that you said that also um, there was one time um, I, I'm, I work in daycare, and I had this little boy come up to me one, one day. He says, Madame Anne, come sit down with me. I'm like, oh, okay. So I sit down with him. He was eight years old, mm-hmm. and um, he tells me, he says, Madame Anne, why are you so sad? And I'm, oh, looking wow. at, I'm looking at this child. He's eight years old. I think he's an old soul, right? And <laughs> I'm overwhelmed, and I'm trying not to cry because we're not allowed to cry in front of the children. God forbid we're human, right? And I looked at him, I said, why, why are you asking me this? You know, why are you saying this about me? He says, Madame Anne, I see you every morning. You smile, but it's not your real smile. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, and I make the effort every day to go to work and smile, right? And be energetic and hi. But he knows when you've he, got the mask on. Yes, he does. He and really does. Don't. You know, what a neat kid. I love that kid. I really do, right? And I've been uh, an ECE for 35 years. And and I've seen a lot of children, but this little guy just so blew me away. When, right? when a young person like that says, I mean, that's that's life-changing stuff. It is. Right? That, that, is. that makes you so acutely aware. How do you manage going back into that classroom the next day? Because you know... He called he your knows. bluff. Yes, I know, right? You like, can't mask it anymore. I know. So, but this child, um, he told me, Madame Anne, tomorrow morning, and after every morning, I will be giving you a hug as soon as I see you. <laughs> High five! Yes. That's awesome. So I've been getting what a kid. Hugs. I gotta meet this kid. I know. Um, and ever since then, every morning I get a hug 
from him. When he sees me, of course, I work in a daycare in a school, so he's busy at school and sure. stuff. But I, I still get a hug, you know. And this, to Aww. me, is just a child that will know about kindness, you know. Start them young. Don't, don't wait till they're... I am 52, right? And don't wait so long. Teach your children. Everybody has stuff to deal with, right? Because we're so oblivious with, you know, Facebook and all those social medias and technology. They're all poison. They Te- are all yes, poison. technology is, you know, overwhelming. Yep. And the kids don't have time to just calm down. Don't you down. find social media becomes an echo chamber? Yes. Right? And, and, if you end up in a in a conversation that ends up getting ugly or controversial and there's there's fighting, there's arguing, don't you find when you're in there it, it just all everything negative just suddenly echoes around in your head. A lot. And I just you know, it was only last week where I finally just said, I need to get out of here and I took like a, a week long Facebook break. Good for you. I'd like to walk away from it longer. Yes. <laughs> But, <laughs> but I kind of need it for what I that's do. Right, right? Right? It's a necessary yes, evil. But yes. just that week away from it made me realize, wow, we're really heading into a bad, bad place the more of this we let into our lives. It's exactly. Like even my wife said, have you lost your phone? I said, no, I've just <laughs> taken myself off Facebook for a week. And she said, I've missed you. Oh, my goodness. Imagine that. Right? Wow, those so, are powerful words too, right? Yeah. It makes everything in perspective. You just, wow, what's going on, you know? But I find everybody needs to step back. And I've learned this throughout yes. my nine years. This wasn't the first day. This is throughout my nine years to step back. Yes. Absorb, absorb, observe, sorry, what's around you, what's going on yeah. in every aspect of your life friendship family house pets work just step back for five minutes and say where's my chaos find your chaos and try to just focus because life is like a big plate of spaghetti you have this (laughs) it's all right it's super huge in your plate all this spaghetti and then you have these meatballs well one's work one's uh, family one's friends now, take one meatball at a time and try to figure out, and you'll find your chaos. You will. But then you have to work on that chaos. So it's every day, one thing at a time, and just... Wait, what you're saying is you don't eat a little bit of one meatball, then another little bit of another meatball? You eat all your meatballs, like, one at a time? For me, this is how I work it. It's just one meatball I don't at understand, Ann. I don't understand. <laughs> because the thing is... The plate's overwhelming. I right? love this analogy, by oh, the way. Oh, my goodness. I remember daycare, right? <laughs> but, but it's so simple, but... But th- this is it. And also, there's the other analogy where you're on that train. Well, once in a while, when it stops, get off. And get back on. When that chaos is over, get back on. Then figure out, okay, next pit stop, get off. Go around. Find your chaos. This is magical. And I love the whole chaos that's going to work its way into the title of this podcast (laughs) okay um is this really the biggest thing you've learned working with your therapist and my second question is how did you find your therapist okay um i'll I'll start with my how i found my therapist um 
in nine years, I've had different therapists. Not all of them. Kind of, kind of had a feeling. Kind of why I asked the question. Because not, not all of them um, helped me, right? Not the right chemistry. That's not right. The right. We have to be compatible. Dynamic. Yes. Um, if, for example, the first therapist I have, I had was an older gentleman. Um, you know, I don't want to say anything no. too negative, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he was not compatible with me whatsoever. We're now in the 22,000 whatever, right? And he was still back in kind of like the 50s. Okay, so not the right, so, not the right therapist. That's it, not, it didn't, exactly. You didn't feel right? like you are benefiting. Exactly. And at the end of the day, even if you got benefits, you're the consumer. You're paying for That's this. right, exactly. So... Anyways, I went through a few. One therapist actually fell asleep during my hour with him. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I can't invent this. And, and then um, he fell asleep, and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I just left. The secretary looked at me. He says, where are you going? I said, he's, he's sleeping. Let him sleep. It's okay. You know? I hope you, I, I hope you didn't have to write a check for that one. <laughs> It's all good, but oh my <laughs> God, yeah. And anyways, um, as I said, and others through this, and now finally, I found the one. But and how this person um, came about? I actually called the hospital. Personally, I called the hospital. That's exactly it. You have to do the work too. Yes. Not just don't sit on your couch. No, and you got to be your own champion. In why this. am I going to do this? You can't, right? So yeah. I called the hospital. I said I'd like to be in the uh, outpatient program. Okay. This was back in 2019, and um, this therapist, I call her well, Madame Tammy, uh, wonderful. Oh my God! Oh my God! She made me. She would ask all these questions the appropriate questions and I had to answer hardcore you know because you have to face your own crap and uh, so anyways and um, so I found her unfortunately after a year and a half she had to let me go yes why how disheartening right because um, the program was for only a year and oh, she right, kept me, program. Yes, and so she kept me on for another extra six months, which, thank mm. you so much. But she said, Anne, I have someone else for you. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I've been seeing this doctor, and she's amazing, um, very compatible. And for once, for once, the person actually told me, I see your pain. I see your suffering. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody actually said this to me. So it's not all in my head. I am living this, right? How empowering was that when they said that to you? It was very empowering. I cried for like weeks on end. What was the feeling? Was it, it relief? Was it excitement? It, it was a was lot it? of relief because, as I said, at one point you're always thinking, uh, yeah, everybody thinks, yeah, come on, she's faking it, blah, blah, blah. But it, it wasn't, you know, I, th- this is deep down in me, right? Mm-hmm. And for her to say, it, it's in French, uh, Anne, ta souffrance, je la vois, je la sens. I'm like, oh my God, finally. I have yet to meet her in person because COVID hit. So you're right? doing online? I'm doing it by Zoom. Hey. Right? But the next time. But you're doing it. Yes, I'm doing it. It's not yeah. easy. 
But the next time I see her will be in person. How exciting I, is that? I'm very excited to see her. So the reason I ask that, I, I, I've heard from so many people that when finding a therapist, they've gone on a doctor's recommendation or like they don't know where to go. My doctor, when he diagnosed me with depression, sent me home with homework. He gave me a website, a list of all the psychologists and psychiatrists in Ottawa. And he said to me, John, I know you're not in a good space right now, but you need to go through this list and whittle it down to 10 or so therapists who you think specialize in what's really affecting you. If you really, you know, so because uh, they all have different areas of expertise. Exactly. You know, trauma is not something I'm dealing with. So I don't need someone who specializes in trauma. And I ended up getting it down to a short list of about five or six. And then I started making some phone calls. Okay. And who felt natural. And yeah, I lucked in right away, thanks to a great family doctor, mm -hmm. to exactly, I think, the right person. So, it, you know, but, uh, you know, people need to hear that. You're paying for this That's service. Right. So make sure you, like Ann did... You know, articulate, hey, this isn't working for me. Exactly. You're not the right person for me. And unfortunately, you know, yeah, it takes a little bit of work, trial and error. It does. It really does. What made you stick with that, though? I have my son, right? Again, your son. My son, he, as I said, he's my mountain. He's my, oh my God, he's my Mount Everest. He's my That's awesome. whole universe, right? And, um, and when I, my husband passed, by the way, his name was Robert. He was the greatest guy anyone can be with, right? And um, when he passed, not only me, but my son as well, um, lived through a lot of stuff, right? And I still see it in you. Yeah. And, and listen, and if he, you want to cry, there's Kleenex right above you. So you grab <laughs> Kleenex. And uh, I get it. And um, so this is why I'm persistent. And I, my therapist also told me... Um, one of the last two Zooms, she says, Anne, you're the most resilient person I've ever met. Because in those nine years, two cancers. I almost, I almost lost my son in April. No. You okay? Yeah, take your time. Again, those words to me. I never thought I could be a resilient woman in this stupid world, sorry, <laughs> you know? And, and I think my husband would be like, oh girl, you're doing it, kick some butt out there, right? I love that you hear him saying that. I love that yeah. you hear him say that. Yeah, take all the Kleenex yeah. you need, we'll make more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so I've been going through a lot um, of things and... Um, you know, and I have my parents are getting older. Yeah, right. So I get it. I have to take care of them, take care of my son. Yep. So to to be able to do this, I have to try and take care of myself. How do you take care of yourself? What do you do for yourself? I escape my motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You yes. You're listening to the Love podcast. Yes. You have to know <laughs> the light bulb that just shone in front of me. Yeah. In that momentary pause, mm. that motorcycle. So yeah. you have the same 
reaction talking about your motorcycle as I do when I talk about my career. Radio is my be all end all. There you go, right? Right? It's what you, excites me. You have to find something. Yeah. Because if you just sit on the couch, you'll wither away. So you can't ride the motorcycle in winter. What do you do then? I have my ski doo! <laughs> how did I know that that was going to be the answer? I have my ski doo! How yes. did I know? Yes, I have uh, my Bombardier and uh, love it. Awesome. And um, so that's what I do in the winter time. But, um, you know, some days I see some days I see my motorcycle and just seeing it will give me that boost. Just the fact that it's there, it's looking at me and I'm like, yeah, later, dude, you know. It talks to you. It really does. It Thank really you does. for talking to me. We're you're being called away because yes, we've got things welcome. we need to do on this yes. ride. And I hate to cut this short. No worries. Um, but I want to find out one last question. Yes. I think I know the answer. Okay. What keeps you hopeful? That people will actually listen when somebody's talking. You don't need to speak back. Just lend an ear. It's so, so important. Sometimes you just want somebody to listen. That's all it is. And then, ah, you're kind of free of it, right? So Not the answer I was expecting. Oh, I you thought go. you were going to say your son, but that answer is fantastic <laughs> <Yes>. as well. <laughs> and keep shining that light. Oh, you are, you. when you light up, you're... You're a force to be reckoned oh, with. goodness. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for having so me. So much. Anytime. All right, then. Thank you. Be more Kleenex. You know where it is. I right, thank you. <laughs>